Playing by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. Welcome to our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Mary Brown. Thank you always for joining me on this journey of hope. I always want to encourage you to like, subscribe, or uh, and to share these messages of hope wherever you listen, with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, and just all who you meet along life's journey. So it's been nearly 2,000 years since Jesus ascended to heaven. Have you ever wondered, what is Jesus doing in heaven today? So it's true. He did promise that one day he will return to this world for all of his faithful people, for all Christians who are faithful to him. But have you ever wondered, what is Jesus doing in heaven right now? Well, the, the book of Revelation gives us an answer to this question. We, we find that in the book of Revelation, uh, in fact, in the very first chapter, the author of the book of Revelation, uh, whose name is John, by the way, uh, he, he, John wrote the book, right? Uh, he has an amazing encounter with Jesus, right? And this is recorded in the first chapter of Revelation. Now, keep in mind, uh, the author of Revelation, this is this very same person. Uh, this is John, who was one of the 12 disciples um, there in, in the New Testament, right? Uh, this is also the same John who wrote the, the Gospel of John. He's the same John who wrote the Epistles of John. Uh, and you find all of, all of that, of course, in the New Testament. It's the same person, right? Now, according to Revelation chapter 1, when John sees Jesus, he's on an island called Patmos. Now, where in the world is the island of Patmos? Well, Patmos is a Greek island located in the eastern part of the Aegean Sea. It is relatively close to the southwestern uh, coast of Turkey. Uh, the island's position makes it a part of the broader region that includes uh, both Greek and Turkish territories, right? So when John sees uh, Jesus on Patmos, it is about the year 94 AD. This is the first century. And so this is many years after Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, this is many years after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. So by, the, uh, by this time, John is an old man right he's probably in his 90 in his in his 90s uh so he's very old uh he was sent to the island of patmos as a prisoner because of his preaching right it is believed that he was arrested in ephesus uh, ephesus was an ancient city in uh, asia minor uh, and then he was sent to rome while in rome he was sentenced to to death to be boiled in a pot of hot oil right but miraculously he was preserved from this uh boiling pot of oil and so the the emperor who was domitian at the time he wasn't quite sure what to do with john right after that because he was miraculously preserved so he decided to send john uh, as a prisoner to the island of of patmos uh, which was a sort of alcatraz or Riker, rikers island prison of the roman emperor at that time so in Revelation chapter one john states that one day while yeah, he was on the island of Patmos, uh, while he was worshiping and just filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, he heard a loud voice which sounded like a trumpet blast behind him, declaring, uh, and of course you can find this in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 11, uh, and the voice said to, to John, listen, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the, the first and the last, what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in 
Asia. Now, John says that as he turned to see who was speaking, he came face to face with a being with eyes that glowed like fire, whose face was like the, the brilliance of the noonday sun. The man's head and hair were as white as snow. His feet were like polished brass. His voice thundered and reverberated like crashing ocean waves. Now, John recognized, he did recognize this majestic celestial being as Jesus, his Lord and Savior. But he faints out of fear in the presence of his glorified Lord. But then Jesus touches him and reassures him and says to him, John, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever, right? And I hold the keys of death and the grave. You find that in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 to 18. Whoa, what wonderful words of assurance for us, friends. The good news from Patmos is that Jesus lives. Jesus is alive, friends. John saw Jesus on Patmos. In fact, he tells us that he holds the keys to death and the grave. Now think about that. That's amazing, friends. We serve a risen Savior who is in the world today. And I know that he is living. Whatever people say, I know that Jesus lives. Friends, he lives. Jesus lives. You know, friends, someone once said that we don't need to be afraid of tomorrow because God is already there. We don't need to be afraid of the future because if we know Jesus intimately as it is our privilege to know him, then we can rest in the assurance that one day we will spend a glorious eternal existence with Jesus in a future that he's already prepared for us. Friends, Jesus lives. We serve a risen Savior, and I say amen and amen. So when John has this encounter with Jesus on Patmos, uh, he sees Jesus dressed like a priest. Uh, with priestly garments, wearing a, a golden sash girded around his waist. And, and he's standing in the middle of, of these seven golden lampstands, right? Uh, so what does it, all this symbolize or uh, convey or represent, right? Well, so, so, so these seven lampstands, they, they, they remind us of the menorah. Now, the menorah uh, were these seven lampstands. Uh, this lampstands, and it has like these seven branches, uh, which was typically in the the Jewish temple right it served to to light the Jewish temple uh, in ancient times uh so in the in the ancient Jewish sanctuary service it was the daily job of the priests to trim the lamps of these lampstands right and to provide them with fresh oil to ensure that they kept burning when he was on earth Jesus told his disciples that they were the light of the world we are the light of uh, as believers today we are the light of the world right before his ascension he assured us that he would provide them and us with the oil of the Holy Spirit right so that we would shine as beacons of hope in a world of darkness therefore in Revelation the, the seven lampstands that John saw not only represented seven actual churches in John's day, right? Because the book of Revelation was actually addressed to these seven churches. These were real churches in John's day. But also uh, these seven lampstands represent God's church throughout all of history. Now, this is amazing when you think about it. Friends, for me, it is profoundly revealing and reassuring that John sees Jesus standing in the middle of these seven lampstands because this shows Jesus' closeness, his devotion, his concern for his church 
throughout all ages. Think about it. Even today, Jesus is closely watching out. He's closely looking out for his church. He's closely guarding. He's threatening his people. And get this, he has promised that he's going to be with us even until the end of the world. So on Patmos, uh, on Patmos uh, John sees Jesus dressed uh, as a high, uh, as a as a priest, right? Uh, and so, what does this really mean that Jesus is dressed as a priest? Uh, in the Bible, uh, priests basically have they have two primary responsibilities, right? Number one, the priests were supposed to be offering sacrifices for the sins of the people, and number two, they were to perform a work of intercession, right? In other words, the priests interceded between God and the people. So here's a reality today right after he had borne the death penalty for our sins jesus ascended to heaven where as our heavenly high priest he has initiated a work of intercession for us now i didn't make this up right this is what the bible says now this is what paul says there in romans chapter 8 verse 34 paul says it is christ who died right and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of god who is also making intercession for us that's what paul says uh, also if you go in the book of uh you check out the book of hebrews in in fact in hebrews chapter 8 verse 1 to 6 it says talking about jesus we have a high priest who sat down at the of the place of honor beside the throne of the majesty of god in heaven and, and it says there he jesus ministers in the heavenly tabernacle right the true place of worship that was built by god and not by human hands that's what it says that's the good news that's what it says there in the book of hebrews right so jesus not only sacrificed himself for us as our savior when he ascended to heaven he also took on another role for our benefit in the whole plan of salvation right and that role is the role of intercessor or mediator or high priest in other words jesus uh, has become heaven's high priest for our benefit think about that right for our salvation and so the good news today friends is when we pray we are encouraged to confidently approach God's mercy seat or his throne of grace in heaven. And we should do this by faith and prayer so that we can receive help in times of need. We are sure that uh, as we approach God's throne in heaven and admit our wrongs to Jesus, uh, I mean, uh, he serves there, right, as our high priest, uh, and receive him as our Lord and Savior, uh, uh, friends, he will give us help and friends i just love this I, I just really like this verse again this isn't from the book of hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 this is from the new testament right book of hebrews is in the new testament right and here what it says it says he jesus is able uh to save to the uttermost those who come to god through him since he always always, always lives he always lives to make intercession for them he says jesus always lives to make intercession for us right powerful this is powerful this is amazing this is so encouraging for me and i know it's encouraging for you also thank god that we can have access to jesus even today and that jesus is in heaven and he's doing a special work of intercession for us the good news friends is that that as our intercessor in heaven jesus applies to our lives all of the benefits of salvation that he bought for us with his own blood 
on Calvary's cross. And that is good news. Friends, we can be assured that Jesus hears every prayer today. He cleanses us from every confessed sins. He extends forgiveness to us. He credits to us his own perfect record of right living. Think about that. His own perfect. I mean, Jesus lived a sinless life. He didn't, he never sinned. And he credits that perfect uh, life of right living to us. And he also gives us divine power to live holy lives. Amazing, friends. This is good news. Jesus is right now in heaven service, serving as our intercessor. And he's doing everything in his power, right, to save us, to, to bring us back to God. And so that is just amazing good news for us, right? I, you know, I just love this song. Even as I'm talking to you guys, I'm thinking of this song. It says, reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by right? You'll find him not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this very moment. All you need to supply, just reach out to Jesus, our high priest right now, and touch him as he goes by, right? Friends, we serve a risen Savior. Uh, 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 we serve a, a, a risen high priest who's in, 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 who's in heaven. Why don't, why don't you reach out to him right now, right? Uh, John saw him there on that island of Patmos, uh, he lives today. Uh, he, he He's never too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's, he's right there in heaven serving as your high priest to give you help. Why don't you reach out to him right now, even now? This same Jesus, right, will return to our world one day. In fact, it tells us there in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14, um, that Jesus has plans for us, right? Our high priest, our intercessor has plans for us, right? And you know, he's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords one day, right? Uh, and he says, listen, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14, I know what I've planned for you. I have plans to prosper you. I have plans not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future with hope. And here's what the high priest says to us, right? The intercessor says to us, he says, when you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you. Friends, Jesus, our heavenly high priest, he wants us to be saved. He, he, he has planned an amazing uh, future for us. My hope is that you will come to trust him, that you will choose to follow his way, uh, to, to live by his word and not by your own way. I promise you, listen, if you do this, your life will never be the same. As we part, I always want to encourage you to like, to subscribe, and to share this podcast uh, wherever you listen. Uh, listen, you can uh, you can actually email me. I think my email address is uh, knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. It's knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. You can email me uh, with your prayer requests. If you have questions about the book of Revelation that we're going through currently, you can let me know. Listen, when you email me, I will send you a book stub uh, of a free, I mean, this is a free copy of the book that actually inspires Inspire this podcast is called Know It Tomorrow Today, uh, Glimpses of the Future That Will Change Your Life. I will send you a book stub with a free copy of that book uh, if you reach out, right? Listen, may God continue to bless you, right? Uh, I'm Merrick Brown. Until next time, stay blessed and stay well. Yeah,